This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now... The Premier League is coming to its decisive phases. And I say phases because, of course, winning uh, the Premier League is the ultimate idea, but also playing for top four place to get into the Champions League and avoiding relegation. All of these things matter greatly to the people involved. And as always, it's a pleasure to welcome John Giles and Liam Brady to talk about the weekend's games uh, Liam, I'll begin by asking you about a disappointing result for Arsenal. They went 2-0 up very quickly against West Ham, and for the second week in a row, they blew a 2-0 lead. It, it's a shame, really. They missed a penalty as well that could have won them the game. Is this the pressure that could have been expected, and are they yielding to it? Well, funny enough, Eamon, it, it didn't look like to me like the, it was it was the pressure that's on them to win. It, they they were actually complacent. They were right. very unprofessional. Yeah. Arsenal yesterday. Uh, I'll be interested to know what John thinks. But at two 0 up, they took their foot off the accelerator, you know, and yes. started just you know keeping the ball for the sake of it. They got complacent. In fact, West Ham got back in the game. Party was very very lackadaisical on the ball. And uh, Declan Rice took it off, and, and Gabriel, who I know is not John's favourite, is not mine either. He, he pulls, he pulls uh, the West Ham player down in the box, and uh, West Ham get a goal from nowhere, really. A yes. goal that Arsenal gifted them, if you know what I mean. Yes, indeed. And 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 then the second half, our uh, defending, Gabriel's cleared the ball. They all come running out. Ball hasn't gone very far. It's only gone maybe. 20 yards outside a box and uh, West Ham just lob it back in and Arsenal, the Arsenal players are all running out you know what for I don't know yeah. and um, and that was the equaliser um, and uh, they got a penalty before that and I didn't understand what was going on in the penalty Jesus picked the ball up and he looked for all intent and purposes that he was going to take it Yeah, he held the ball for ages while uh, <clears throat> Far examined the penalty. It was a bit unlucky on Antonio because I think it was uh, uh, it, it, it wasn't deliberate, but you know these they're given now once your arm is sticking out. And then 
just before the penalty to be taken, Jesus gives the ball to Saka. And I don't know what was going on. You know, it was almost yes. like, I was going to take it, but you can take it now. And he went and missed it. He he he, he, he missed it like Salah's penalty last week against Arsenal. Yeah. He, he kicked it wide of the post. And that was a golden opportunity to restore a two-goal lead. Yeah. I was very annoyed yesterday, Eamon. They were lackadaisical. They were unprofessional. I'd be interested in what John thinks. Yeah, John, lackadaisical, unprofessional, and on the penalty, it seems, on the face of uh, what Liam's saying, indeci yeah. indecisive. Well, yeah, I, I think, Eamon, they've got to learn that in situations, you get all sorts of different situations, you know, you go two up your early, you're going early on. And then, then there's a way of getting a grip of the game, especially when the first goal goes in. Yeah. And I'd have to say that, uh, you know, Xhaka would be the, should be the main man. Now, I know I keep going on about him and Gabriel, but I can't, I can't help it. You know, when the signs are there, especially of a goal going in, I mean, yeah. right, we've got to get a grip of the game now. Yes. That's, that, that's, that's what, that's what the midfield players, the, the great midfield players, or midfield players in general, should be doing. This is a sign, and it's a big sign when you lose a goal. Yeah. You know, to say, right, yeah. now we've got to get a grip of the game. And, and that, that like, Xhaka is the man. He's the experienced man in midfield. He is, and he's a Swiss international. He's been around all the big yeah, tournaments. Yeah, he should be doing yeah. that, Emmett. Yes. But he's not, he won't do it. Right. He won't do it. And then you got get to Gabriel as well. I mean, Gabriel gave us a stupid penalty away. Yeah. Like, if you're going to win the league and win trophies, you can't, first of all, you've got to have somebody on the pitch that knows straight away, we've, we've got to make a great start, yes. we're 2-0, now we've got to hold on to that. Yes. And the sign is there. And then when you do give a goal away, right, now we've really got to get a grip of this game. Right, I don't think I don't think uh, Arsenal. They've got a very young team, and terrific players in yes. it. They don't have a general like that in the middle of the field, uh, and Xhaka should be doing that particular work. And again, the penalties you can't be giving penalties away. Obviously, it leads to disaster, and 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 that's what happened in the end. But that's what I I I feel sorry for the manager in many ways. There's a lot of good young players there, yes. Eamon. but they need that guidance, they need that experience for somebody to do it and read the game. As, as it's gone you know you just have to read the game 2-0 up brilliant we hang on to it now we don't give the ball away we don't do anything silly and go on and win the game 2-0 but especially when a goal goes in okay we've got it now I've got to get a grip of the game now yes Liam it, it, I mean it makes sense and you and John have both played as midfield players uh, in championship winning teams you at Juventus uh, John with Leeds and there are games, it's, they call it game management. Now, it is game management, too. If you're 2-0 up, you don't play the same <laughs> as, as, you know, other score, score lines. And you do have the opportunity to take control of a game. And that means maximum concentration and particularly maximum possession. And Xhaka just isn't capable of that, is he, Liam? No, he's, there's, a, there's a sloppiness about his game. There was a sloppiness about Odegaard's game as well, and certainly parties. His party was substituted. Uh, Jorginho came up, came on for him in the second half, but he was he was uh, after after West Ham uh, scored their first goal. He was getting caught on the ball an awful lot. You know, he was yeah. he was lackadaisical, as I say. And John's right; they didn't get a grip of it in midfield. And maybe that's going to cost him in the end, you know. Yeah. You're talking about me being, you know, in a championship winning team. But I was in and amongst fellas who, who'd won championships before, Eamon, you know. And they, yes. 
they just they weren't scared of the situation. They knew what to do at any particular time, you know. Yes, I was I was young and, and well, I was twenty four. I was new to the Italian football, but they knew exactly what needed to be done. Yes. The Arsenal team in the last couple of weeks have shown, and we feared that it might come about. Yes. You know, when it came to the crunch end of the of the league, that that frailties might might surface, and 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 it has. And that's John's right. They didn't get a grip of the game, and and then when West Ham equalised, Arsenal didn't. Uh, West Ham just got back, got numbers behind the ball, and Arsenal really couldn't break them down. It was uh, it was that really was two points thrown away last week. I think. It might have been a point gain because Liverpool played very well in the second yes. half and it was Anfield and so forth. But really, yesterday, they threw two points away. Yeah, uh, John, just as that's happening to Arsenal, Manchester City, it seems to me, in the last three or four matches I've watched, have stepped it up and they stepped it up big time. Not just Haaland, who's uh, amazing, but Jack Grealish, De Bruyne, uh, Bernardo Silva... They're playing really well, and Haaland is just a joy to watch, really. And he's a, he's some operator in the box, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Well, he scored two again, as we know, at the weekend, Eamon. Uh, I thought City were very, very good in the first half, Eamon. Yes. You know, when you're playing a team like Leicester, you have to step up your game in a certain way and really, really get stuck into them, which they did, yep. and got three goals ahead. I was disappointed with them in the second half, Eamon. Right. You know, they made some changes, uh, but yep. they were playing as if the game was over. Uh, they didn't stick to it in a way that they should have done. They took Haaland off at half-time, obviously to save yeah. him for the Champions League game yes. on Wednesday. Yeah, I can understand that, but the rest of the players didn't do it. No. You know, like they did, and Leicester in the second half had a few chances, Eamon. Yeah. You know, they scored one, they had a few chances. It was as if it was over. And yep. it's never over, as we know, until it's over. Right. Uh, you know, they, they got a, they, they, you know, I was disappointed with them and professionally in the first half, I thought they were great. What, they, what, what you've got to do with the teams like Leicester who are coming in, bottom of the league and all that. You've got to really get stuck into the head and, and, yeah. and force it more than they're going to force it to you because you know you have the ability to go and beat them yeah. and beat them well, which they did. Really, really good. Three up. But then they took the foot off the, off the, off the accelerator, David. And the second half was, was, was professionally very, very poor. I mean, they, they, lost, they lost one goal and they, they could have lost another one or two because it's never over till it's over and Leicester were, were back in the game. So... Very good, 100% in the first half. I'd give them 100% in the first half. I'd give them 20% in the second half. But right. they got away with it in the end. Right, Liam. They're four points clear of Manchester City. City have a game in hand and they also have to play Arsenal in Manchester at the Etihad. So it's looking very tough now for Arsenal. They're by no means out of it, but they... They really need to find some results and get something in Manchester, don't they? Yeah, they need to go to Manchester and get either a draw or a win, Eamon. Yeah. And that would put it back in their hands, well and truly. Um, I think City have the easier run in looking at the games. Arsenal have got some harder games. I think City have got maybe Man United and Brighton uh, yeah. look, look to be the toughest games. Um, but first things first, Arsenal... I've got Southampton on Friday night. I watched Southampton Palace beat them 2-0. Southampton having 
Uh, they've got one draw in the last five games. That's all they've got. And yeah. Arsenal really, if they, as John says, like City did to Leicester in the first half, if Arsenal go about their business against Southampton like that, you know, they should get three points going going up to Manchester the following Wednesday. And it'll be all on that match. Right. Uh, now, you, you, you have to say City City are a better outfit than Manchester uh, than Arsenal. They're, 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 they've got better players. They've got world-class players. They've got Haaland, De Bruyne. As you said, Jack Grealish having a very good season. Bernardo Silva. So, uh, uh, City have the, have, the, have the more talented team or more talented squad. But it's on the night, 90 minutes. Uh, and if Arsenal play to the very best, they could get, they, they could get something, Eamon. But I think the league title is going to hinge on that result. Right. Now, uh, one of the biggest mysteries in football, John, is how Chelsea could spend £600 million since this new American owner came in, Ted Bowley, and they can't win a game. And they lost to Brighton. I watched the match. I thought Brighton were outstanding, John. And that young yeah. fella, Evan Ferguson, the Irish, he's only 18. Um, he got injured in the, before half time, about 10 minutes before half time, five minutes before half time, but he did hit the crossbar. Uh, he had a really good header and he looks a really good player. What's the mystery of Chelsea, John? I can't figure it out except to say in Brighton's case, they are a bloody good team, John. Yeah. Oh, they've done, they've done great. But as far as I don't think it's a mystery with Chelsea at all, I mean. Nice. It's very simple. Right? Yeah. You've got a guy who's coming in from America with, with loads and loads of money and he's putting it into the team. He had Potter who was the, was, wasn't the manager, was the coach. Yes. So this guy took over. Yeah. Now he's, he must be, he might be a great businessman, Eamon. Yeah. But when it comes to football, football is a very complicated game and it takes a lot of, a lot of intelligence, Knowledge and football intelligence. I'm talking about football intelligence yes. now. It's a lot of the great managers, a lot of the great players I mean, that I've known were, were, were not very good when it came to money situations and business situations. But when it came to football, football is, is supposed to be a simple game. Football is not a simple game. Yep. Football is a very complicated game. Yes. And it, it needs a great coach to run the players and get the players in that they want. I've always said it, I mean, you know, all managers have the vision of what they want their team to do yes. and what players they want on the pitch. And if if you don't if you don't fulfill the vision or if you don't get the players in that you want, your vision is no good. Yeah. Like Potter has gone into this situation. This fellow's an American guy, he's a lot of money. There's no doubt he's got those players in. Potter didn't get those players in. Now he might be a great businessman, I mean. But when it comes to football I'd say he knows nothing. No, his, his, television what, what he, what, his television isn't working. <laughs> it's, all, it's full of static. <laughs> well, he's, he's not, I mean, it's, it's a very complicated game. I and know you need it people is. who are yeah. who yeah. involved in the game, who are good knowledge of the game, get the players in they want to get the players playing and they want to play. This fellow spent 600 million or something I mean, yeah. on players. Yeah. Nothing to do with the manager. I mean, Potter, they sacked Potter. Well, Potter didn't have a chance no. of doing anything. He didn't buy, he didn't get the players in, but he pays the price. That's because this guy has the money and he's the boss. So it, it, it's a very, very simple, a very simple reason why Chelsea are not doing what they should be doing. That this fella's a total clown when it comes to football. And what he needs to do is, is get a good manager in who knows the game and let him do the job that he's employed to do. Right. And Chelsea are now, 
they're laughing stock in football now, Eamon. They are a laughing stock, and they're actually in the bottom half of the table, Liam. And I looked at the game, and I thought I was hugely impressed by Brighton, and that's where they're your local team. I just want to ask anybody who knows, who's Chalaba, who's Fofana, who's Baddy Shield? These are all Chelsea uh, starters on Saturday. Raheem Sterling hasn't kicked the ball for a couple of years. Uh, Pulisic. It is a shambles, Liam. It's an expensive shambles. Don't want to take away, though, from Brighton's performance. They were very, very good. Yeah, first of all, Chelsea, I mean, yeah. As John said, the, the, the bully, the, the business, the American businessman who owns Chelsea has decided that he was going to buy all the players that seemed to be on the market that anybody was anybody else was interested in. Yes. He beat Arsenal to the signing of the young Ukrainian Mudrik, for example. You know, yes. he, he he got Fernandez in the Argentinian uh, midfield player that played so well in the World Cup. It paid you know over 130 million, I think, for him. Yeah. It, it was just like get as many in as we possibly can, and then say to the say to Graham Potter, here you go, here's a. Uh, 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 an amazingly talented squad. You you organise it and you start winning with it. But it doesn't work that way, does it? You no. know, yeah. All these guys have got egos. If you leave one out, you know, and that's where the manager has to has to be the influential figure when it comes to building a team. And he has to be uh, seen. To, he has to be seen to be the influential player by the dressing room, doesn't he, Liam? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he has to be the the man with the authority. But yes. You know, it, it, it didn't seem that way. And I don't really understand, you know, how Frank Lampard got the position now uh, after his his uh, his performance at, at Everton. Uh, it was a great opportunity for, for Frank to come back in and turn things around. But he seems to be chopping and changing the side as well. Yeah. Um, you know, he, I think he had Aubameyang brought him on last week. I thought he'd gone from the scene, you know. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's it's a real real mess, you know. And they're not kicking the ball. Fernandez over all the money he costs, not kicking the ball. Raheem Sterling, as you mentioned. Yeah, I don't think they've got a player who's got double figures in goals. Eh? No, I don't think they have. Uh, John, just a final point about Brighton. They had twenty eight shots on goal. They scored a couple of really outstanding goals. Mm. The one in particular, and CCO, uh, the the winning goal, as it turned out. And they were 1-0 down. Chelsea got a good start. They got a goal early on. Brighton, very, very good team, John. And they're, you know, for a, a small club, they've two games in hand of Villa, Tottenham. So they could end up uh, not in the top four, I don't think, although it's not impossible. They could certainly end up in Europe. They're amazing, Eamon. I've yep. never seen anything like Brighton. Yep. They've sold player after player after player after player. And they're still winning. Yes. It's and amazing. You know, yeah. they, they had Potter in there who did a great, great job for them, obviously. And this Roberto De Serbe, isn't he? Yes. He's, doing, he's, he's, he's probably doing an even better job. If you look at the amount of players, I mean, they've, they've sold, I'd say, at least eight players. Yes. In the last 18 months. Yes. Now, when that happens, in, 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 in historically in football, you go down. Yep. You can't, there's an old saying in football, you can't sell your best players all the time and then keep going. These, these have done more than that. They're even doing better yes. than they have done in previous seasons, which is amazing. Now, I think that the, the secret, well, if there is a secret to it, first of all, Potter did a really good job. Yes. A top-class job at Brighton. And they've got this new lad in 
who's probably doing even a better job. So, you know, whatever way they're allowed to do it, the managers, whatever way they're allowed to do it at Brighton is certainly successful, that's for sure. Yeah, Liam, you, know the, you know the owner, don't you? He's, uh, um, he's yeah, a... the Bloom family, Tony Bloom. Yeah. Yes, and, yeah. and he has a good model there of how a football club should be run. Very much so, and obviously the the big thing uh, has been his his recruitment. You know, yes, uh, he, he uh, a bit a bit like Manchester City have satellite clubs. He's got a satellite club in Belgium, and I think he he, he gets players from all over the world. He puts them into uh, the club in Belgium, and he sees whether they adapt to European football, how good they are, and you know, quite a few have come through that route, but they've got. Two of the best midfield players in England at the moment who's performing is McAllister, the Argentinian. Yes. And Casado, I think he's... Yeah, he's really good. Uh, he's South American. Yeah. And, uh, Arsenal wanted to pay a lot of money for him. Uh, as John said, they sold players. They sold Trossard to Arsenal. They haven't missed him. They sold um, they sold uh, Cucurella to Chelsea, who's been terrible at Chelsea. Yes. And you <laughs> got 50 or 60 million. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea have kind of gone in there, funny enough, taking a manager and taking some of the players and uh, Brighton have said cheerio and, and, and built on it, you know. Uh, yeah. it's, it's an amazing story. Their, their recruitment is, is, is the main factor. But it's great to see young Evan Ferguson as well. He's come yes. through the ranks. And yes. uh, he played very well before he had to come off injured after about 36 minutes, Evan. So, yeah. Uh, he, he he nearly scored. He, he leads the line very well, and it's a big bonus for Stephen Kenny going forward, or for for the Irish team going forward to have a, a good centre forward like that young lad. Yeah, unfortunately, it appears. I mean, they're also in the uh, cup final, is it? Or no, they're in the semi. Semi, well, they play, against play Manchester United. United in the yeah. semi, yeah, which is a rerun of 1983. It was 40 years ago. Brighton were at Wembley, lost. Right. In, a, in in over two games. Do you remember they yeah. drew 2-2 two, two, and then Man United got the replay and beat them 4-0. So uh, down here in Brighton, everybody's thinking, we're going back to, well, they are going back to Wembley to play Manchester United, but they, they, they're playing better than Manchester United. They, they can are. beat them on the day, I mean, and get to the cup final and yep. be where they are in the league. It's a, it's a magical story because they very, rarely, very, very nearly went out of business, uh, you know, going back 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, and I know you were one of the group of people that helped them stay in business. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now, John, we saw Manchester United uh, play... Uh, for us uh, yesterday, and you've yeah. cl- you've argued all along for a while now that whoever is in trouble, one team will go down, and that's not for, not for us. Now United beat them two 0 John. But I, if I was having a bet on Brighton versus Manchester United as things stand now, I'd back Brighton. Mm. Would you? Well, yeah. well, 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 I think United okay. are very disappointing, John. Well, I, I keep hearing them being hyped up. They are going to get their Champions League place by the looks of things. But mm. when I look at them, what's, you know, they got, well, what have they got? Well, they have Christian Eriksen, Eamon. Yes. Now, yeah. he was brilliant yesterday. Yes. He, he's, 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 he's going to be the big, big player coming back fit. Right. But this fellow's a terrific player. Yes, he know? always has and been, he, yeah. Yeah, always has been, and he's been out for a long time. I thought he was brilliant yesterday. I wasn't too particularly impressed with uh, Manchester United as a team yeah. yesterday. But this fellow was the most influential player on the pitch. And um, I've just with Sabitz, uh, McTominay, Casemiro, Casemiro Fred, yeah. Fernandes. None of them can do what this lad Eriksen can do. Yeah. He's absolutely brilliant, Damon. Yeah. So he's a big plus coming back into the team. And he was the difference between the two teams yesterday. Yes. In a big way, Damon. Now, Manchester United, I don't, I don't think have been impressive at all. I mean, they're, they're up there, all right. But I don't see them as being uh, really uh, up to no, the standard. No, they're of, a million of, miles, of the, a million miles a away million miles from them. Yeah. But yeah. Eriksen, Christian Eriksen, I saw him, well, watched him, we all saw them. Watching, I thought he was brilliant yesterday. I mean, in okay. in a match that United didn't play well, but if he hadn't been there, there'd be nothing. Yeah, United. and when, when we talk about game management and the things we were talking about, Arsenal don't mm. have. Uh, this is mm. one thing Ericsson brings to the table, doesn't he, John? Yeah, well, that's a that, that's a huge thing to bring it to is. the table. Yeah, imagine imagine Christian Eriksen playing for. Arsenal. Yeah, yep, yep. That wouldn't have happened the way that happened. Yeah, he did cop on to two up. You know, goals, in my opinion, I mean, goals obviously dictate the game, but they dictate how you play. In other words, like, if you're playing in a match that you go one down, you have to play in a certain way to yes. get that back. But when you get two up, now, now you have license to play in a different way. Yes. Don't take any chances. And the, the, the likes of Ericsson, you know, know it at this stage. Two up, play it here, play it there, play it there, try, try and nick another one. Well, you're not giving anything away. And that's what he has. Now, Manchester United won yesterday, won, won, yeah. won well in the end. I mean, if it hadn't been for Ericsson, they'd just be what they've been in the last few weeks. He's a blessing for them okay. to come back into the team at this stage, in my opinion. Okay, John, there's th- th- three things I want to talk to you about, Liam and John, left. One of them is Unai Emery, who was at Arsenal for a season, Liam, 
He's at Aston Villa now. They've really improved dramatically since he joined them. Uh, I watched them on Saturday. They were the lunchtime match and they were, they hammered Newcastle United. The aggression, the skill, everything was right. This is a guy who's won four Europa leagues, uh, three of them with Sevilla, one with Villarreal. He's a good record in Spain. And the Arsenal experience was unfortunate, Liam, but he's back with a bang in the Premier League now. Yeah, I think that's seven out of eight uh, Premier League games he's won, uh, Eamon. He's, yeah. um, uh, he's always been a really good coach. Uh, he was more than a year at Arsenal. He was about two and a half years, you know? Really? Yeah, I didn't and, know that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, he got to he got to the Europa League final. He got hammered by Chelsea four one, and I think it was in Baku in Azerbaijan or somewhere yeah. like that. And uh, he he came in. He obviously had to follow Arsene Wenger, which was a difficult task, you know. Yes. And I think Emre is a he's a he's a very a tactical coach. He wants his team to play tight and then counter attack. You know. Yep. In in some ways, a bit like the Italian style. And I think at Arsenal, he found it difficult uh, to to play that way after Wenger and with the players he inherited. And he inherited some problems as well, the likes of Ozil. He had to put up with him. Yep. Uh, uh, the, the guys buying players, I think they weren't listening to him. They were, they were buying their own players. We got David Luiz in from Chelsea, who was... No good at all. Yeah. Uh, William and players like that. Um, and um, I don't think Emre was totally in charge, you see, Eamon. You know, right. so yep. he's come in there at Villa. He's looked at the situation and he's got them playing in a very, very uh, organized fashion. He's getting the best out of all the players. Uh, and, you know, McGinn again yesterday, I thought, was, yes. or on Saturday, was. Hugely influential. And in Ollie Watkins, they have one, you know, take Haaland out of the equation. Ollie Watkins is the best striker around at the moment. Yes. Uh, and he's scoring for fun and he got another two goals on, uh, on, on Saturday. So a very well organized coach. And they really give Newcastle, it was the worst performance I've seen from Newcastle in the last couple of months. They really gave Newcastle a doing. Yeah, John, I'd agree with that totally. And I know because we were yeah. talking during the match, you would too. It was a big surprise. And it's a, it's not a great result for Newcastle because they have a genuine chance of finishing in the top four. But uh, sadly, they didn't help. And they didn't show a lot of fight when they came to it. No, they had a bad day, Eamon. Filler were good again, as uh, you yeah. say and Liam said. You know, they got Watkins in. Now scoring goals, he's, he could get into the international thing. He's, he's having a great season. But I think all this has come back from the Gerrard situation. Eh? Yeah. I think dude, I think Watkins, for example, wasn't playing very well. I don't know if he was in the team. I, I think the, the I think Gerrard fell out with them, Eamon. Yes. You know, the, the teams at one stage they had a, like you know they said they're not playing for him. Yes. He was he was he, I thought he was very harsh with them. Yeah. Uh, when when he was there as manager. I mean he's 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 he will get back into the game and he did a great he job. Was, he was publicly critical of them, which is a really it's death, isn't it? When you're you, when you, you go yeah, to a club. You can't you you can't do that. I no. mean, you know. He was particularly uh, uh critical of the centre half. I know I think he was entitled to be critical of the centre half. He wasn't playing very well yeah, at the means, time. Things, yeah. But fancies himself. I don't. He can do it publicly, 
at all. Amen. Yeah. You know, once it goes, it stays in the dressing room, and you can give them, you know, as manager, you can give them hell in the dressing room, but it doesn't. You don't go public with it. And I think, I think they've under this manager, he's very, very good, as you said, and Liam says. Um, but I, I think he's let them play, or he hasn't. He hasn't been tough on them publicly, yeah. anyway. He's you been know, respectful, which is yeah. what you and should I, be. I think that players, they, yeah. they're really, really enjoying that. You know, I think they stopped playing. I think they stopped playing for Gerard when he was there. That's, that's only my take on it. But this, they're definitely playing for this guy. That's for sure. And they're playing really well. A lot of good young players, and particularly Watkins. He's, I, he could easily get into the England team. And right. He's really, really good. Liam, Spurs 2, Bournemouth 3. Unbelievable result. Everton 1, Fulham 3. Unbelievable result. There was, and of course, to Brighton beating Chelsea as well. You know, a small club, a, a small air club, uh, beating a big club. The, uh, the spurs Bomas thing was, I mean, Conte's assistant has stayed behind. He looked bewildered and, and fair play to Bournemouth. They've actually played their way out of trouble, almost out of trouble. They've got 33 points now. They're, what, they're five points clear. Of uh, six points clear of the third bottom team, it's an unbelievable story. Yeah, uh, Gary O'Neill. Uh, yeah, you know, good, I know him from somewhere. Good pro, played for Portsmouth. Yeah, although right. he has an, Ar- an Irish name, he didn't play for us. But uh, he uh, he's done a real good job at Bournemouth. Uh, yeah, same players hasn't bought anybody in. Just got them playing for one another, and uh, and they're getting results. Uh, Spurs are uh, very. They were very, very fortunate to beat Brighton the week before. Remember, we talked about yes. all that. Uh, but it, the club's in a mess. Uh, how can you know get you get rid of a manager and then keep his assistant? I don't really <laughs> understand that. Yeah. It's the same story, isn't it? You're well, keeping the guys here who were. Yeah. Who are running it their way, so yeah. I don't really get it, and I don't think the Tottenham fans get it either. And he actually put on a player yesterday uh, as sub, and he took him off. Uh, yeah, this is yeah. how bad you know how bad things are going. Yeah. Uh, he's conceded a, a, a goal in the 95th minute as well. They're not playing as a team, Eamon. Uh I think Conte saw the writing on the wall and 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 organised himself to get out. Yeah. Get out of that situation. And Spurs will be fortunate, I think, to hang on to a Champions League place. I know they're fifth at the moment, uh, but they look like their, their challenge is failing rather than, than, uh, there's going to be a revival about it since Conte is gone. It looks like it's only gone in one direction and it's not yeah. Champions League yeah. direction. Actually, Brighton have two games in hand of them and could catch them quite comfortably if uh, nothing else happens Aston Villa are also nibbling at their bum as they say John just a final question about tonight's uh, Monday night football game it's Leeds at home to Liverpool Leeds have sort of crawled their way out of it but they they could do with some something tonight a point even would be useful but with with Liverpool you never know do you? No no, nobody knows. You don't know what Leeds certainly at the moment. I mean, and, and Leeds are well into it. You know, they're, yeah. they're, 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 I think they're in the bottom three. No, they're, 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 they're fifth. They're, just, bo- out they're yeah. just out of it by two points, John. Yeah. They're yeah. 29 so, points, uh, not as far as 27. I'd be, I'd be 
Yeah, I'd be very worried about Leah Tame. The last match, I, I, I thought they, I, I, I thought they would get out of it. Yeah. But the last match they played, um, Palace, you know, John. Palace, 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 yeah. Palace. You know, like a, five. Palace got five, John. Yeah. Five. Yeah, I got four in the second half. Liam, I yeah. Think. You know, they were just a shambles, a total shambles, and uh, you know, like if Liverpool do their stuff tonight, I'd, I'd a few weeks ago, I mean, I said I, you I thought they'd get out of it. Yep. But I, I, I wouldn't be so sure now, really, after the last match last week against Crystal Palace. It was so bad. Yeah. You know, it, it was it was the worst performance I've seen from the teams at the bottom. Right. And you know? that's, that's that, John, is saying something, because I saw well, Everton and Fulham and they saw lots of stuff well, exactly. at the weekend. Well, that's their own, that's their only hope. But yeah. fingers crossed for them tonight, I mean, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to see them, obviously, as an express getting out of it, but... I wouldn't be putting any money on it, that's for sure. Okay, John, thanks very much. I might have a bet on Liverpool. So thanks to John Giles, as always, uh, and to Liam Brady, two of our greatest ever players, two of the world's greatest ever players, actually, and two great judges of the game. And we're thrilled to have them every Monday to talk about the Premier League. Thanks to John and Liam, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for. Now we'll talk to you soon. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.